choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? This is Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. I'm back. Just thanks for asking, Pels. Kells podcast episode 276 i recently discovered when i was going back to repost an older episode per request that i actually double numbered an episode so this is actually episode 277 but whatever we're gonna stick with the error keep the same energy if i ever get famous i'll go back and fix it but anyway um episode what I said 276 so as has become my normal disclaimer um I don't think this is gonna be too long but it it, it might be about right I don't know we'll see um depends on how long uh, I, I, I my some of the steam that I had earlier for one of these topics has dissipated so we'll see how how, how um how long I can go um so um do I have a yours and negative? It ain't been a yours and negative in a while because I mean, shit, been past year been trash. Um, no, uh, no, I don't, I don't, not that I can recall. I think the last one I gave there was Lil Nas X, right? I don't think nothing incredible happened since then. So let's move on. First thing I want to say is rest in peace to Earl Simmons, DMX. He, um, you know, unfortunately lost his battle, his long lifelong battle with drugs and you know, passed away from a drug overdose. Drugs have taken a lot of our greats, uh, you know. I don't know. It's just... I mean, there's lots of reasons reasons and connections. It it tends to be that the, the most talented, artistic, most expressive among us also tend to be the most sensitive and, and tend to need you know, help dealing, but, you know, that's all I want to say, I mean, I was, I mean, I don't even know if you can say you were, were, weren't a DMX fan, DMX was just a force, he was just so, I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't like or didn't like DMX, I really, yeah, I just, I really don't, um, he had all five straight albums, I mean, before, before, um, it's like before DX, DMX and after DMX. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like he, he's just one of them artists that 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 is almost like you can't mention hip hop or rap without. He's like a Tupac, a, a, a Jay Z, a, um, a Run DMC. He was one of them artists that came in and was just so unique and so amazing and changed the game. And like his sound was just like. You know, I still, I, you know, I, listen, I was, <laughs> I was fall, I was not falling. I was out here, you know, freshly, 
freshly gay, but I still was waiting to hear my, when I heard my name and what these bitches want, I would turn to a bird, I was like, oh, he said my name, he said my name, like, stupid, like, like, you know, that, that's my jam, man, I still, listen, I, rest in peace, DMX, I'm glad you finally at peace, so, the second thing I wanted to say was, and this is where I said some of the steam that I had earlier has dissipated, but, you know, I just want to say, you niggas on Twitter, y'all get on my nerves, every time a celebrity death occurs, it's one, it's two groups of people, both, both equally annoying, the first group of people, you know, TMZ, which we know since the Michael Jackson death, is the, you know, hate it or love it, is the foremost authority on celebrity death, you might not like their, their tactics, you might think they're a little disrespectful, I mean, you know, I, I, I did too, with the, with the Kobe situation specifically, but that's what they do, that hate it or love it, and they're accurate, why are they accurate? Because as we saw with the Kobe situation, they pay people who, cops and, and hospital workers and ambulance transporters and all that stuff, they pay people, so it's accurate, they, and, and, like I've said before, Harvey, um, what's his name, Har- Harvey Levin, I think, who owns TMZ is an, is an attorney, he's very familiar with defamation and all of that stuff, and you're not ever going to post anything that's going to come back to hurt him, people always like to say, oh, well, they said Little Wayne was dead, they didn't say Little Wayne was dead, you're ignorant, is the problem, you don't know the diff. you don't know that saying somebody has last rights writ, writ, read, does not mean a person has died, it just means they had last right read, people get last rights read, and recover all the time, it is just something that when somebody is worried that they may die, or just not even die, just nervous sometimes, you know, look, you're going into surgery, you might not come out, there's always a risk surgery, can I get last rites, just in case it's a Catholic thing, it does not mean you're dead, every time y'all say, they said he died, they never, ever, 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 not ever, did they say Little Wayne died, they said that he was in a precarious situation, he was grave, he had been read last rites, didn't say he died, you're ignorant, <laughs> I'm tired of because everybody keeps saying that, they said it, no he didn't, no he didn't, you don't, you just, if you don't know what that means, say that, but they never said he was dead, they never ever did, um, so, DMX, as we know, or as you may have known, I think it was a week ago now, maybe a little bit more than a week, we got the notice from TMZ, that he had overdosed, and that he had been without oxygen for 30 minutes, it, when they said that, already knew, what it was, because a few reasons, um, you can, I mean, common knowledge, well, I don't know how common it is, but I guess if you have reason to know, or if you've ever looked it up, or something like this has ever happened before, um, you know, when your brain goes without oxygen, it's not good, it can lead to brain damage, anything, they say, anything approaching like seven minutes, without air, completely without oxygen, not partial, but completely without oxygen, you're gonna have severe brain damage, like, if you survive, you still have a chance to survive, it's, 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 you know, not great, but if you survive, you're gonna have severe brain brain damage, anything beyond seven minutes without oxygen to your brain is not survivable, so 30 minutes, as soon as they said that, and they said, you know, condition is grave, not looking good, I knew what that meant, I knew that meant that he was brain dead, and that he was being kept alive by machines, now some people, black people in particular they have a hard time distinguish 
I don't I don't know what it is, but whenever we get these situ like when Bobby Christina died, when 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 they got the news from, from DMX, my own situation, which I'll tell you about in a second, but for some reason black people they don't understand it's not only black people, but it's it's primarily black people and religious people. They don't they don't understand to them if you're bot if you're not if it's not on TV where, like, they pull the plug and you beep or the doctor comes in and your heart stops or whatever, they feel like you're still alive. They don't understand that this body is just being kept, same way if you plug a car a, a, a car into a battery, it'll send a charge. That's all it is. The body is, is being held, is being kept in stasis by machines. If you plug these machines out, the organs will shut down and this person will die because they have no brain activity. Your brain is your battery. It runs everything. If your brain goes out, it's out. Your car battery dies in your car. You have to change the, the battery or your or your, your your tires might still spin, you know, you, you all manually not, you know, from the thing, but the car will still be there as a car. Looking at it, you can't tell us anything wrong with it, but you have to change the battery. Unfortunately, human beings we only get one battery, so when it goes, we we go. So, a lot of people have issues with that, and they keep saying, wanting to say, oh, the person's still alive, like, yeah, technically, they are still alive, via machine, the machine is pumping the heart, pumping the brain, moving the blood around, making the liver work, but it's not the brain, they're literally being kept alive by artificial means, so as soon as they said that, I let, I was like, damn, Earl, Earl, Earl dead, DMX died. And it, you know, and that was it. I just prepared myself for it at that point because I knew, I know what thirty minutes without oxygen means. Now people was talking about Lamar Odom, but Lamar Odom's situation was different. Yes, Lamar Odom was out for a very, for a very long time, but the reason Lamar Odom was able to survive is because he was not completely without oxygen. He his he his brain was not completely starved of oxygen. That's how he was able to survive. That's a different situation. So I already knew what it was and I was just waiting and waiting, and I was like, look, I, you know, when that happens, families, in particular, they have a hard time letting go, I mean, we've read these stories before, Terry Schiavo, there's been stories where the people just leave the people on life support, because they think they can wake up, or maybe they wake up, and it's like, and the people have to tell them, ma'am, the brain is gone, he's not gonna wake up, as long as we have the machines hooked up to him, his body will be here, but he's never gonna wake up, you need to let him go a lot of people struggle with that, so I was like during that five day period, I was like alright, well that's what's going on, everybody's saying goodbye, everybody's trying to, you know some people probably don't want to accept it, some people have, you have to come to terms with it and that's what's happening and I know that because that happens I mean, my dad wasn't, my dad had leukemia but it's a similar situation um so, when the announcement came, so everybody got in a tizzy because the night before, I'm gonna say, the quote fingers, the night before they announced that he passed away, some, I don't know who started it, I guess Lunell, who's a comedian, put it on her, her Instagram, which is totally random to me, but I, apparently they were good friends. She put on on the, her Instagram that he had, well, actually, no, it started with Claudia Jordan, this is why I say, this is why I believe, or not believe, this is what happened when he, when he was first discovered, 30 minutes of oxygen, he was brain dead, so at that point, when you are brain dead, people understand what that means, they know that that means you're dead you're, you're not coming back you're, you're deceased, so, Claudia which, I don't know why, like, she that's so random, like, I don't know why she would do that, I, I, 
giving them all the benefit of the doubt, maybe they just, I don't, I don't really know, I, maybe they didn't know, maybe they maybe they just were like, oh, well, you know, he's passed away, or they, they didn't think of the family, I don't know, whatever, I don't know why she would do that, but she did it mad early, and people jumped down her throat, he's not dead, he's not dead, and I'm like, he's body is being kept alive by machines, his body may still be functioning, but his spirit and his mind and the things that people associate with being alive are gone some people call that, you know, brain dead is death, your brain dies, you're dead some people think until, you know, they unplug the machines and pronounce you dead, then you're dead, okay fine that's how you believe, fine, but I think that's what occurred, I think that's why she did that I think that people have known since he that he was found down that he was not, that he was dead for all intents and purposes and probably were just waiting, I don't know why she would jump out like that, but whatever so, when who I thought was Solange's record label cause I don't follow Solange, I don't really follow her that much, but I know she has a label called Saint Records, so some account called Saint, which is a sneaker account which is weird, cause I'm on, on all the sneaker accounts, and I, I never heard of that shit I actually started following after because they had some dope sneaks on there, but anyway, they announced it, and a couple other, like, celebrities real quick announced it, and I was like, okay, then, you know, maybe somebody figured I'll text it or whatever, my point is, I, I don't think it was necessarily people racing to be for, maybe with the same thing, perhaps, but with the celebrities that y'all were yelling at, and they were, I, I don't necessarily think that was it, I don't think that, you know, Swiss, Swiss Beats, and, and Lunel, and people who knew him personally, I don't really think they were rushing to try to beat anybody, I think they had just, from, you know, knew for a few days that he had passed, and were just waiting, so, you know, they put out, TMZ put out another statement that said they were, they were going to check on his, they were, you know, his position, because what, what really screwed it up is a stupid-ass lawyer, his stupid-ass lawyer came out, because even I got excited, I was like, oh, he, homie gonna make it, when he was like, oh, he's, ta- he's being taken off, he's breathing on his own, he's taking off life support, when I heard that, I got excited, then dude came back and was like, actually, no, that's not true, I don't know how that happened either, but I, I think I do, I think, I'll, I'll get to it later, I just don't think the family was really communicating, and that's another reason why I wasn't really too upset and jumping down, you know, different organizations next for posting, because I don't necessarily think that they were trying to beat anybody, I just think that the family wasn't necessarily communicating, so they probably were getting news through celebrities and back channels on the text or whatever, who knew, because I just, Swiss, Swiss did it, and he deleted, a couple people who knew X, or were close to X, did it, and deleted, I don't think the people was trying to fucking beat nobody, I think they was just like, look man, okay, I, I need to, I, I need to say R&P to my dog, I need to, you know what I mean, and, and then all the family, okay, it just, I didn't see one press release that came from the family, all we saw was the lawyer that ended up wrong, but I didn't really see the family communicate. I mean, I'm not blaming them because I'm sure they were worried about Earl. I think he's gonna wake up and all of that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't really think that was it. But so that didn't help because I was like, oh, and I think that threw a lot of people. But then when they came back and was like, no, no, he's actually. I was like, okay, well, okay. So I was. I had already let him go. I already knew he was gone. So when they made that announcement, and people were like, you wrong. You inaccurate. You wrong. They weren't wrong, bro the man was dead, the man had passed away, the man was brain dead, 
a couple days before they announced the, the, that they were going to bring in brainwaves. You know why they do that? Because they've told the family that the man is brain dead, he's not coming back, but the family don't want, the family don't want to accept it because his body's still there. So they say, listen, we'll bring it in. If we see anything at all that says this man is not brain dead, then, you know, we'll let you know that and we'll keep going on. But if not, we can't, you know, this is the situation. So I knew when they did that. I was like, okay, that's what they're doing, the family doesn't want to accept this, they're gonna bring it in, show them, listen, there's no activity here, he is literally being kept alive by machines, if we take these machines off of him, he will pass away, so, when they brought the way, they brought that in, and the news came out, no change, he's dead, he has passed on, his flesh is here, but his spirit and his brain, and everything that makes him DMX is gone, and it has been gone, so, they weren't, it wasn't, it's like, people were like, oh, they were wrong, they were wrong, like, this man was still alive, he wasn't still alive, he was dead, what they, what they shouldn't have done is, excuse me, is announced that, because I think they wanted to give the family time to grieve, and the family time to process, so that's why they weren't, in, it wasn't that he was still alive, it's just like, and, and somebody tweeted this, and I got it, they were like, that's why Doom's family waited two months, and I was like, yeah, that's actually exactly why, and that's actually a good idea, because you give your family time, y'all can process it, you know you gotta announce it, because it's a famous person, but you know what, we'll announce it two months later, so we went to go through all this dumb shit that we had to go through, and I just, I, I just every time that happens, it's either, well, TMZ is a gossip site, let's get some legitimate news, like TMZ ain't always right, in this case, everybody else is saying it, people that know the man personally say, but you don't want to hear it until it comes from TNZ, like, is it Uchiyah, Wally is it one, like, y'all are irritating, it's very disrespectful, it's very stress, like, the man was brain dead, okay, I get, maybe, not maybe, they should have waited for the family to announce, but don't, stop acting like it was some big mistake, when clearly the man was already dead, because voila, the next morning, oh, DMX passed away, so they gave the announcement the next morning, it doesn't mean he was alive until that point, went through the same thing similar with my father because my daddy all his life and I don't know, maybe, you know now I think, I'm like, cause when he used to tell me this, I used to be like, yo, wait, what are you telling me this for, but now, maybe I don't know, it's kinda weird but he always used to tell me from the time, only me no what, you know I mean, he would say it but he, only me, he would pull me aside and be like, I remember specifically one time, this is when um, I was graduating from Marine Corps boot camp, you know, it's in Paris Island, South Carolina, my family is from his family, my dad's side of family is from South Carolina, so they all drove down, they were gonna make it a whole thing, oh, we'll drive down, we'll, we'll get her, and then we'll, you know, visit family or whatever, so that's what they did, they came down, and, um, when we was coming back, we stopped my, um, the aunt that, Ray, I told y'all, I've told y'all before, my grandmother left my, my, um, dad down south, was gonna leave him down there permanently, well, the auntie, um, my, my grandmother's oldest sister is the one who raised my father so he was really close to her so when we were coming back, she was in a um, uh, what do you call it, convalescent home and he just he, 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 when we went to visit her and everything and I didn't really think the place was that bad but I mean, maybe I just didn't know any better, I never really been, I don't, I never been in a old folks home, so I guess I don't really know you know, the difference, it didn't seem that bad to me but I guess it was, cause he was like, Kelly don't you, I don't ever want to be in no place like that, if you gotta put me in an old folks home if you got to, if you can't move me in the garage or whatever 
or no, he was like, if you, if you know, if I can't, if I get to the point where I can't live in my own house, I can't be on my own, you put me in an awful, put me in, a, I don't want to be in no place like this, I want, you know, be able to come and go when I want to go, you know how some, they're like little condos or whatever, he was like, put me in one of them, don't put me in one of these, he would always only tell me that, and then when I was little, he would just always be like, baby, I don't want to be, don't have me, if something happened, I'm in a coma or whatever, don't have me hanging on, don't have me around here like no vegetable, let me go, he would only tell me that, and I'd be like, and I'm like five, six, seven, eight, like, you got a wife and, and a, a brother, a mother, why are you telling me this shit, but he would just always tell me, I want to be buried in the pine box, in the Muslim way, blah, 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 every time, he would put, I, just random sometimes, we could be watching something on TV, hey, hey, don't let them have me laying around like no vegetable, I don't want none of that, you let me go, you, if, if, if the Lord, if, uh, let Allah take me, <laughs> and I used to be like, alright, can I finish Dukes of Hazard? like, you know what I mean, like, I never understood, so when he got sick, and they had done everything they could do, and he wasn't, you know, wasn't responding like he was supposed to, um, he was, again, he wasn't brain dead, what he, what would happen was, um, he, so he had the, the blood transfusion, what, what, yeah, that's what you get for leukemia, and, um, you know, the worst, when they, when they tell you, you know, all the risk, and what could happen, and, and the percentages, and all that, he got every low percentage thing that could happen, possibly happen, he just like, fell into like, all of the shit, the 2%, the 1%, the 4%, all, the worst, that's what he fell into, so, trans, the transfusion didn't work, his, his liver wasn't, it wasn't working, so, you know, he would do well, he would do well, and then it was shut down, they had to put him on ICU, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but he was, he would, come, he would recover, so, and I was at California at the time, so I had to fly back, so by the time I flew back, luckily, he was recovered, he had taken him out of the ICU, he was good, sitting up awake alert and everything when I was there, but they kept coming in, and because I had, I have, you know, I have been around people, terminal people, I've been around somebody who's died from cancer, like, before, just if you've been around somebody that's terminal and died, you, un, you, and you've heard the way doctors talk, you, you kind of, you can read between the lines of what they're saying, because doctors don't always, they don't come out and say, hey, you know, he gonna die, they say things like, there's no brain activity, you know, they don't say, hey, this bro, he's the vegetable, he's laying here, he's never gonna wake up, you know, because that's, like, inconsiderate of family, so you, you understand how to read between the lines what they're saying, so he's coming in and my dad is, you know, whatever they're doing, that's supposed to in other words, if the if the transfusion had taken and it was gonna work for him and he was gonna be fine he would've already been out the hospital, he wouldn't have been having the kind, his liver wasn't draining, he was having all kinds of complications, so it wasn't working so either leukemia was either leukemia was gonna kill him or his organs was just, they were, they were rejecting the transfusion, right, so, and it's nothing, you know, nothing we could do, it's, it's leukemia, we got your blood, uh, marrow transfusion, if you reject it, I mean, it's, that's all we can do, so he was rejecting it, so I hear the Lord, the doctor, she's talking, and she's saying stuff like, you know, well, we just want to get you, you know, hopefully we can get you stable, so that we can get you to, so we can get you home, so that you go into hospice, hospice means we've done all we can do for you we're gonna send you home to die I know that's what that means because I've heard that before his wife I don't didn't I don't think knew what that meant I think she thought it meant we're just trying to get you stable so you can go home that's all she heard I heard the doctor say that I knew what it was so I'm like 
man, so, and I mean, he went very quickly, it was like a day or two after that, he had to go back to the ICU, and if you ever know anybody on leukemia, that whole leukemia floor is, like, very, um, you have to put on, like, certain clothes, you can't, you can't, like, cause any kind of infection is like deadly to them so the ICU is actually in the room right next to his room, so all they really do is take him to the other room, so they took him back and the doctor is, you know, she's his wife is you know, crying, I mean, I, not that I wasn't upset, but I don't know, I just I just I knew, like, he wasn't gonna make it so I was just kinda trying to deal with that but, she the wife didn't want, she wanted him to, in other words, she wanted him to keep doing what they had been doing, so he could, and I'm sitting there like, you know, and her wife, his wife, and and I don't really, her family, I don't really, I don't really rock with them like that, so they being all fucking dramatic, it was just irritating to me, because that's my father, my only father, I'm his only kid, I'm his only blood relative in here, and you motherfucking clowns over here, who some, half of y'all, he don't really like, they was just act. They was just carrying on, and I was like, "This my daddy laying here dying. Why y'all acting the fuck up?" So I was already irritated, and um, they was just carrying on and carrying on, and um, so turns out that he had told them that I was supposed if if he was not gonna wake up, I was the one supposed to make the call. So I was like, "That's why that motherfucker was telling me my whole whole fucking life." that, you know, and, and it was, so, I'm telling y'all this story, to say, I really felt for, I really understood what DM, what DMX's family was going through, cause I get it, because even when you understand in your head, that this person is not gonna make it, it's still some comfort to you, for them to be there in the flesh, you know what I'm saying, like, okay, you're not conscious, and all of that, but you're not in the ground, you know what I'm saying, if I wanna touch you, I could touch you, you're warm, you know, so I get it, it's hard, it's, it's, it's hard for some people to just give up on a person when they're like there, so, cause it, I'm, it was, it was harder than I thought it was gonna be, not because, not because I didn't want to let him go, like, I wanted him to be at peace, cause I knew he didn't want that, cause like I said, he'd been telling him my whole life, I knew he didn't want that, and I didn't want that for him, I was looking at him, I was like, that's not my dad, he looked like my dad, and, you know, I mean, it was my dad's body, but he ain't look like his face was different, he just didn't look like himself, right, he just, I was like, I don't, that's not my dad, so, but still, I was like, okay, so the doctor was like, look, we, you know, what he wants to do, we can, you know, if we take, we can do to keep doing this, but he's not gonna make it, so, you know, we can just let him lay here as long as he can until, you know, until he goes, because what happens when they take you off the machines, and this is what I know happens with DMX, your organ, because that's, that's the other thing, when they said his organs are starting to fail, people are like, oh, he's not, I'm like, that means that he's dying, y'all, it means that he take, they've taken him off the machine, that is keeping him alive, literally, and when you do that, and your body shuts down, your liver shuts down, your heart shuts down, your lungs shut down, everything shut down, your organs shut down, what they don't tell you, though, is it's not fast, it's not on like on TV, where they pull the cord and beep, and the person dead to not work, like, I'm not, I don't mean to laugh, but, it took a while, it took a long time, now, I, I don't know how long it, I mean, it took a while and it's very nerve-wracking because, it ain't like 
it's not like in the movies where you can see them breathe, like, I can see him breathing a little bit, but not really, but they have to keep coming in and checking, because they don't, once, once the breath gets really shallow, so I noticed I was watching him breathe, I was watching him breathe, and every now and then, it was weird, because he would open his eyes, but, watching him breathe, and after a while, his, his, the breaths get further and further apart, so you have to keep looking, and then one time I thought he was done, he wasn't, it rose up again, I was like, okay, so then finally, he stopped breathing, they came and they made the call, but it takes a while, and that, and I don't know how long, that was from leukemia, I don't know how long brain dead might take, if you've been, you know, I don't know how, that might work different, so I, I, I understood what the family was going through, that's a hard decision, but that's also how I knew that that man was dead already, because I know that process, I was like, yo, I went through all that, and when you got more people to deal with, like he, they said he had, you got, you got one motherfucker don't want to do it, you got one motherfucker screaming, how, I mean, they was, they was carrying on, and they was really, they really irritated the fuck out of me, and I really haven't really fucked with them since then, because it just irritated the fuck out of me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I'm like, yo, this is, this my father, I don't know, I understand y'all know him, you know, whatever, work, whatever, whatever your relationship with him, that's cool, but this is my motherfucking father, and I'm gonna need y'all to show all y'all to calm the fuck down, cause, I'm the only one losing, they only relative here, right, they was, they, oh, so, it was that on top of everything else, so, I know that was, I know that was not an easy call for them, I was actually worried they weren't gonna be able to make it, cause black, I'm telling you man, black people be carrying on, if it was actually, and I must say, it was me and my grandma, again, the only two people actually related to him, we were the most, we were not, I don't want to say cool with it, but we were the ones that were most resigned, you know what I mean, like, listen, we don't give a fuck what y'all got to say, number one, y'all not blood relatives, and number two, my daddy been telling me my whole motherfucking life that he don't want to be like this, so he not gonna be like this, I don't give a fuck what y'all say, and anybody who knows my father know he don't want to be like this, and y'all carrying on anyway, cause this man is not here, like look, I'm looking at his body, he don't, this don't, this not my daddy, I don't know who this is, but he don't, he don't look like my daddy, my daddy's not here, it's just some flesh, so, I get it, I empathize with them, but it just, that back and forth, it just, I don't know, maybe it triggered me, cause I was like, this is, this is the type of shit niggas do, when it, like, the shit ain't tragic enough, and people wanna make every fucking thing about them, like, oh, y'all, y'all going up for this, I'm waiting for TMZ, the man, like, they, they got it wrong, it's not accurate, it's not, it is accurate, it is, they're just, they've unplugged, plugged him from the machines, and technically, his, his, I mean, his organs are shutting down, and once they shut down, which can take a while, then they will pronounce his body as dead, but the man has been gone since he fell on the floor, so rest in peace to DMX, I really feel for his family, because I know, I like, it's one thing for somebody to die I mean, that's tragic enough, you know, have a heart attack die, I don't know, hit by a car die, I don't know, get shot, die that's one thing, but for a person to linger like that, I mean, some people think, I mean, I guess it's, I, I guess you get time to come to grips with it, but not really, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, maybe you do, I don't know, maybe that's wrong, I don't really know, but I just know it's, I just know it's difficult, and it's harder than, than you think it's gonna be in a situation like that, where, you know, the, the person doesn't, like, have a heart attack or die, or doesn't have a stroke and die, you know what I mean, like, they're hanging on, and not even, like, I'm not even talking about, like, a terminal patient where, you know, you just come in one day, 
like an AIDS patient or something where, you know, you know at some point they're gonna die and you come in one day and they're dead. I'm not talking about that situation. I'm talking about the person literally being kept alive or being brought back to life by machines and it gets to the point where they cannot survive without those machines. That's a different situation because, like, again, people get it. People really get, have a hard time understanding that the person is gone, you know, like they don't want to let them go, they feel, or they feel like they feel like if they take them off those machines they're actually killing the person and and it's like, no, and I'm, and that's why when I heard, when I read that they bought the machine in again, I knew that's what they were doing, like, no we're gonna bring, okay, we're gonna bring this machine in and we're gonna show you that, that Earl is, has no brain activity, there's nothing going on here, he is literally being kept alive by machines, I know, I know that's what they, I know that's what they did, and then, you know, it took the family another two, three days after that, probably, to still pull him off the machines, and then it took him how long it did to pass away, and then we got the announcement, so, y'all just, I just, it's just very irritating to me, because, you know, people just always want to say they little whatever, I don't even really know why it, irritate, it just really irritates me, and y'all do it every single time, it's like if TMZ announces it, TMZ's not legit, and you want to wait TMZ didn't announce it now all of a sudden TMZ's legit and it ain't legit till TMZ announces it, the man was dead, rest in peace DMX, but he was without oxygen for 30 minutes that's not survivable, he passed away that day they found him, his body was just kept alive by machines, had they probably gotten to him, it's a miracle that they actually were able to jumpstart his body a couple more minutes probably, and he just would have been you know, DOA, so but he was an amazing man we've been still reviewing clips of him just being, and you know, a lot of people you know DMX is one of those people, one of his Ayala episode was, was pretty, um, not great, but DMX is one of those people, I think, that people really noticed and really recognized that, number one, he struggled with addiction, but he kept trying, he was very honest about it, he was very humble about it, um, he wasn't, he wasn't one of these people that are in denial, necessarily, about it, you know, he's very open about his struggle, and I think people saw that, and I think people saw him evolve, you know, try to be a better person, like, you know, I just think, I just, you know, he, he, I think he was a guy who was liked by a lot of people, because they saw, you know, he was, even his rap, he was vulnerable, he was expressive, a lot of people like to say Drake started that, kick you out the fucking window, this is why we hate you fucking kids, because no, he did not, DMX really did, and he did it in a way flyer way, way uh, more, way more better song way, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, doper way, you know, than Drake does, I'm sorry if you like Drake, but um, yeah, so, rest in peace, um, DMX, and, you know, I was pulling for you, homie, but, like, that's what we say, like, when we hear y'all youngins talking about, you can be recreational crack user, recreational heroin, that's why we look at y'all crazy, cause we like, bro, these drugs kill people, people don't make it, you know what I mean, crackheads did not make it, you know what I mean, fucking people did not make it out of the crack era, a whole lot, there's people you used to see on the block, and then you just didn't see them no more, don't nobody know, <coughs> sorry, don't nobody know what happened to them, sometimes they went to jail, sometimes they went to rehab or moved away or whatever, but a lot of times they didn't, they just died or were killed or just, you know, turned up in the morgue, 
had heart attacks. It was, and, uh, drugs took a lot of people, and it's not a game. It destroyed our whole community, and we still feeling the effects of that. That's why we look at y'all crazy, talking all this shit, and, 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 and taking these hard-ass drugs like it's no big deal. Like, nigga, we not even really out. That shit... That shit happened when I, the crack era really ended. I guess I don't know what the official numbers is, but I feel like it kind of started calming down around '95. Like I was in college in '95. Like that's within my lifetime. As a kid, my entire childhood was the crack era. So we and you, we not even out. I mean, we not we can't say we one generation out. We not. I'm the generation Gen X. We the generation. We all still here. So <coughs> sorry. That's what we. That's why we look at y'all crazy. Not to mention, I read an article today, and I don't know if this is related, but it might be, because the you know the thing about the thing about drugs is th- I think this is what happened to Whitney too. When you clean up or when you stop and then you relapse, a lot of times that's the one that takes you out because you try to go back to the drugs you did when you was on drugs, drugs, and your body's not ready for that. But I think what it might also be is there's been a, they, they wrote an article today that there's been, uh, this is like the highest spike in, in overdoses that they've seen in a year because all this fentanyl, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> all this fentanyl and shit that they put in these drugs, like these drugs are really crazy, like they put in all kind of crazy shit, that shit's the same shit, that, well, Prince was a little bit different, but fent- fentanyl is what killed him, but he wasn't, it wasn't like it was in the in the thing in the pain thing that he was getting for his hip. It wasn't like he was doing illegal drugs. But I'm just saying that fentanyl shit. They said that shit has been taking niggas out. They mixing it in there. They putting all kind of shit and in, in, in putting it in places they ain't supposed to be at, or even when it is supposed to be at. They say that shit takes you out. So I don't know if maybe that's what it was. A combination of both. Who knows? But drugs are a serious thing. Um. I just thank God I don't think I have that gene because I, I, I do think there's a genetic component. I know some, you know, I don't know. I, some people, cocaine is a little different. Um, I, we do know some people who are able to do cocaine and like not leave their whole, not lose their whole lives. But there's a whole bunch of people who do do cocaine and still lose their whole life. I think because I think, I don't know. I think there's a genetic component. I don't think I have, I know I don't have it because I remember, <laughs> I remember back in the day, I used to be like, I can't be no crackhead, because that shit is too much work, I was like, I'd rather just work a job, like, crackhead, listen, if you remember, back in the day, crackheads be out 24-7, 365, trying to get crack, they be out in the cold, in the snow, in the rain, in the heat, 7am, 7pm, 4pm, 6pm, always, 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 always trying to get ahead, and I used to just be, you know, me and my dad be coming, you know, when he opened up late in the morning, we ride, we ride in, he take, on my way, he'd take me to school, and then he'd open, so it'd be early in the morning, you know what I mean, because I had to be to school at 7, we'd ride by, see this, see this crackhead on this corner, come back, you know, late at night after we close up on Friday or Saturday, whatever, one, two, three in the morning, same crackhead, same corner, and I used to be like, you, my nigga, you need to quit just so you can have some more time to yourself, man, like, 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 you just out here, all, like, don't you wanna rest, don't you wanna, I, so I just never, I was like, that's, I can't, I, you ain't got to never worry about me being no crackhead, cause I, I'm too lazy for that, I'll go to rehab just to be like, yo, bro, I just wanna, like, be able to sit down and shit, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, have rest, I don't wanna be out here like these motherfuckers out here. So it's 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 not a joke. Um 
Alright, what do I want to talk about next? Um, more police shootings. This is what I will say about them. I mean, you know, we've talked about the bad nauseam, I feel like, and what else is there to say? Um, but what this is what I will say, though. I think, and I don't know, but I have, I have a suspicion that Joe and Kamala, at some point, because we see how they're moving, we see how they're getting business done, we see how they are uh, checking boxes and X's and O's and all of that, and they're not fucking around, and they're not worried about your little Twitter shit, they're just getting shit done. I have a feeling that they may do something at some point to, to about these police shootings. Like, I don't know what it would be. Um, maybe take away qualified immunity some kind of way, because I think that's really what it's, all this defund the police, and uh, I think, I, th- I really think these cops are doing this because they know they're going to be protected regardless, and there's no consequences, so if you start taking away that qualified immunity, and like they, and, and now, hey, you don't get this automatic, I was scared for my life defense, or whatever, not to mention, even if you do get off, those civil suits are coming out the pensions, so if y'all want to be killing people like this, that's fine, but if somebody win a hundred million dollar civil suit against you, guess what? You might not be able to retire like you think you are. I think that's probably what's gonna have to happen, and I don't know, I just have a feeling Joe and Kamala might figure out a way to, to do something about that. I just don't see them um, with the way they've been moving, like I said, going this whole time and just letting these things keep occurring, and not step, not doing whatever, the not putting whatever resources and and authority that the federal government has at this problem. We'll see. I just don't, I don't see it going on. And you know, the gun control thing, that's a separate issue. But I just don't see, you know, I don't know. I don't see them with all the all the progressive stuff they've been doing. I really don't see them sitting back just letting that occur without doing something we see now that, you know, these, these white people, they don't seem to have realized that their president is gone, they keep getting, you know, they keep, uh, we see these videos coming across the TL, they're harassing people, and the DOJ is coming in and investigating, because Trump is gone, y'all, <coughs> y'all had carte blanche, cause y'all thought y'all little president wasn't gonna protect y'all, and y'all still seem to just think that's the case, but it's not, the DOJ is back, civil rights are being, uh, enforced again, and, and you keep fucking with people, you gonna find out that's, that's all I wanna say, but I really don't have nothing to say about it, we'll see what we'll see, this cop this most recent cop got, um has been charged, I think I thought it was second degree manslaughter, whatever man, when they, <coughs> excuse me, when they start um, convicting some of these these joints, then, you know maybe we'll get excited, but we've seen them charged, we've seen them taken to trial and we seen him get off the Chauvin trial, I haven't been following, because I just haven't, um, I've, the last one I actually followed was the George Zimmerman trial, which I thought was a travesty, I just, as a lawyer, I can't watch, like, an attorney put on a really good case, or prosecute whichever side it happens to be, which was not the case in the Zimmerman case, but I'm saying, I can't, I can't see, I can't sit and watch a lawyer do everything they're supposed to do, show all the evidence, show clearly what went on, clearly meet the burden of proof they supposed to meet, and the jury just because they a bunch of dumbasses and you got some clown on the jury or whatever, and it's a not guilty verdict, I can't watch that, that's frustrating to me, so I just don't watch them, um, but, you know, from, from what I've, who knows, because, we always say, oh, we think this was going to get it, and then they don't get it, but, I mean, the, the little, the little shoots I've seen here and there, little, little bits of, 
you know, commentary or whatever, that they say that the prosecutor is doing a really good job and the defense attorney is severely overmatched and even the witnesses are playing the defense attorney left, so and this is different in that you actually have other police officers getting on the stand saying that motherfucker ain't do nothing in protocol, we don't know what the fuck he was doing, ain't no way he should been on that man's chest or neck like that, that is not what we're taught, and the ambulance drivers and everybody, so excuse me, so maybe that'll make a difference, I don't know but we'll see so the other thing I wanted to say I'm gonna save that for last um, very quickly actually these are two things that are related y'all know I get on here and I talk about all these brand woke and these woke scammers, so two things recently um, came to my attention, the first one so Diddy puts a, a post on Twitter talking about, you know, racism and only 2% of media or so, I don't even read it because I wasn't interested because, like I said these celebrities, this is why Malcolm X said what he said about celebrities, because these motherfuckers don't really give a fuck unless it's something that they can benefit from, or something that gets them a check so Diddy, all of a sudden, we people for years and years now, been complaining about lack of diversity in media, lack of diversity in entertainment, and we ain't heard from none of y'all cause all y'all, you know, two billionaires in the elevator and y'all just wanna be, you know, a seat at the table and all of that shit, but but soon as you can't get something, here y'all come with the Martin Luther King and everybody's supposed to march behind y'all, so Diddy put this post talking about um, he can't get uh, media, only one, less than 1% of media companies, I don't even know what the fuck he was talking about, but it, it, it comes down to, he's trying to get media dollars for Revolt, I guess he wasn't getting advertisers or whatever for Revolt, so he puts out this whole fucking, you know, Martin Luther King bullshit, and the usual clowns ate it up, cause they always eat it up, but, it's like, this is, the reason why we can't have nice things, and the reason why less than whatever percentage of media has whatever the fuck you're talking about, is cause of shit like this, because any other time we don't hear from y'all, any other time y'all walking in line, any other time y'all don't want to take a side, y'all don't want to stand up until it affects you, and then all of a sudden here you come, and as soon as you get what you want, cause you made enough noise, now you back cool again, y'all not in the struggle, y'all don't give a fuck, Every, everything you do is, is for, is for some benefit to you, and if somebody else, you know, oh, I gotta, sh- oh, let's make Meek Mill the, the face of police reform, why? Because we have a production, but we wanna sell the blood, like, get the fuck out of here with that shit, and it's not that we, it's not that y'all can't do that, but it's, it's the, it's the thinking that we don't understand that that's what's going on, it's the fakeness of it for me, that's, that's what, it, it's the bullshit in it for me, because there's people out here really trying to march and do stuff, and we never see y'all, or you know, all y'all do is tweet and blah blah blah, listen, Twitter is responsible for much more movement, and much more progress, than any of y'all, so, understand that, um, all these hashtags and all this shit, has, has really produced real change, and real substantive change, and continues to do so, not so much from, we don't, I don't really, what, what, we don't really see nothing from y'all, I, you know, I'm sorry, um, yeah, so, that was the first story, and, and, and not for nothing, all these black companies, that why they getting on there, hollering about how they've been discriminated against, none of them, uh, Revolt, or Rock Nation, or none of these other companies, uh, really hire black people in 
in that much more representation than anybody else. Like, you know, in certain areas, yeah, they might have a few more, but for the most part, when we look at the, you know, the percentage of black people at these companies, I know black attorneys specifically, it ain't, the diff- it ain't much more different than at the white company. So it's like, again, it starts at home, bro. You want to help black people, hire more, hire more black accountants, hire more black attorneys. I didn't apply to all these companies. I know I'm qualified, I, you know. I, and when I look at who represents them and who works in their legal department, it's all white people. Take with that what you will. Um, and the second one was the Black Lives Matter, one of these chicks. Now, I told y'all, I've been on, but I've been knew Black Lives Matter was a scam. I keep telling y'all, as soon as, um, John Lewis and Oprah and Jesse Jackson and Barack Obama and, um, Al Sharpton and all them was like, hey, we've been waiting for y'all. Yeah, we've been waiting for y'all. Come on. And they was like, we don't need no, I knew, I was like, oh no, that's, that they, 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 they on some bullshit. I don't know what they here for, but they not here to help nobody because how the fuck you going to tell John Lewis and all these people, these great civil rights leaders who, who made it to where you can even do this kind of shit. You don't need their help and you don't need it. And they sell out to this. And what the fuck? Are you crazy? Y'all on that, that real rock. <laughs> like the fuck you talking about? So I knew they was a scam. And I never gave one dime to them. I've never even got behind. Oh, when I say Black Lives Matter, I'm talking about the real people that be out in the streets, been out in the streets marching. I'm not talking about them motherfuckers because I knew they was a scam from day one. And now we see why they didn't want no real help because real people trying to do real work and real help would have came in there and seen that they weren't doing shit for scamming. And everybody's like, well, I mean, activists supposed to live in poverty? No, activists not supposed to live in poverty, but um, you know, you're not, most of the funding that you're raising should be going to these families, and the family's been saying for months that they don't be getting none of these, this money from this stuff, they haven't seen any, some of them are homeless, some of them can't make their rent, and, um, I think what really, uh, set people off was, I think it was on BT Awards, where some girl, got, listen, I've been doing that these people, they failed celebrities, they failed personalities, they failed influencers or whatever, and that's really all they want, they really want to get on, that's why I've been saying, that's why they mad at D-Ray, they, anytime someone, somebody gets an opportunity, they come attacking them, because that's what they really want, and they change, whatever, they keep changing whatever they need to do, this outrage, constant outrage, constant mad is not working no more, because people over that shit, and like, half of y'all sound dumb anyway, that's not working, so they gotta switch it up, but it's all to get a check, so this girl on board, they said something like four, how, like, like, like dog, how you a fucking running a non-profit, take to, setting up GoFundMe, supposed to be doing all this change for black people, but you buying 1.4 million, 4 million houses, 1.4 million houses, for, like, come on, bro, it ain't no kind of nothing, I, we don't need y'all, to, we don't expect y'all to be broke, we know y'all gotta live, but dog, ain't no way in the world you need four houses like that, y'all scamming, y'all been scamming and I knew it, and that's why I ain't fucked with it from the beginning, and listen some people, P.T. Barnum was correct there is a sucker born every minute and some people gonna be suckers for all their lives because I don't know why, they just can't never fucking put the twos and twos together and figure out when shit ain't adding up and I mean, I don't know what to say about it, but that's the case but you ain't fooling me, you never fooled me, cause I know a scam when I see it, and I know, and I know it wasn't, I ain't seen none of y'all doing nothing but being on the BET, what you need to be on BET Awards for? What you doing? You, going on BET Awards for what? What, Sean King, all these guys, what, what are y'all going on there for? What are y'all doing? That y'all, that y'all getting awards for? I don't see it. Nobody sees it. So, 
Yeah. The final, I'm sorry, y'all, yo, allergies have me in a headlock, bro. Um, the final thing I wanted to say is, now look, if y'all listen this long enough, y'all know my taste, y'all know the kind of stuff I watch. Them, on Prime, if you fuck with American Horror Story, if you like horror movies, if you like, I, I'm gonna tell y'all what it reminds when I tell y'all the things it reminds me of, y'all might not really see what I'm saying, but you will if you're familiar with this podcast and shit that I watch. And you watch this shit too, you'll see. I'm not getting into all, first of all, like I said before, I'm so tired of these fucking dumbass critiques. This black trauma porn, I don't even really think that's a thing. I don't want to argue about it, but I don't think that's a thing. What you're really talking about is gratuitous violence, and gratuitous violence means violence that is in something just for inter- just for just for shock value, just for no purpose. It doesn't move the plot. It doesn't play a role in the plot. That's that's gratuitous violence. That's why I don't watch like when I hate when I ask somebody what's a scary movie to watch and they say like uh, Saw or some shit like that. I don't watch Saw. I don't watch flasher movies because to me that's nothing but gratuitous violence. There's they, those movies have no plot. They have no purpose. They're not good. It's just an hour and a half of how somebody going to get chopped up. That's not interesting to me. That's not exciting to me. I don't. I, it's it's stupid shit. I don't. I don't watch that. That's just gratuitous violence. If you, I, when I say a horror story, I want a plot, I want characters, I want acting, I want a story, I want a twist, I want I want a, I want a drama a, a horror movie is just a drama where the antagonist is either a villain or a supernatural force them it's all of them, okay them is a 10 part people, it's, let me just start with this, people, as soon as it came out compared to Jordan Peele's Us it is not at all like Jordan Peele's Us it's not at all like, um, what was that first Jordan Peele movie? I, I personally, um, the first Jordan Peele movie that won the Oscars and y'all went up for, I personally didn't think that movie was all, I mean, it was cool, it was good, but I think people, I think the most was done with it, I think again, it's black content presented for white people and they love that shit, so I just didn't think it was that I didn't think it was deep as people made it, they tried to make um, what's the English guy's name, Daniel Kaluuya's character, and to like this deep I really didn't think it was that deep, I didn't think the movie was that, I thought it was a good movie, I thought it had a nice twist, I didn't really figure it out so when the twist finally came and listen, I've seen enough movies to where if you can get to the end without me figuring it out, you did a good job, so it was a good movie, it was suspenseful and all of that, I just didn't think it was all that that people was trying to make it out to be um, you know, but it's not like that movie either, um them is closer to like I said, it's closer to American Horror Story, it's closer to, it's very Hitchcock-ish, the thing I like about it is it's ten scenes, and each chapter, I mean, sorry, ten chapters, and each chapter, you can tell, it's sort of like, um, you know, like a show, like, uh, the one that's coming to mind, and you, some of y'all might not get this, but the L word, the L word, each episode had a different director, and even though the sh- the sh- the flow of the L word was the same, each director put their stamp on each episode, so you could always tell, oh, so-and-so directed this episode because of that, that, and that, right? It was kind of like that. Each different segment pulled on different stuff. 
and I thought it was amazing the way they did it, because it didn't jump out at you, it was really subtle, so there was a lot of Hitchcock, which I love, people, people like to credit Jordan Peele with that close up of the face with the tear shot, that's not really Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele did it, but hit, that's Hitchcock, Hitch, if you, Albert Hitchcock started all that shit with the close-ins and the split screens and all of that, that's Hitchcock, but that's in there, um, so it's, people have compared it to Lovecraft Country, I don't, I get it, because it's set in the same time, but I, to me, it's not, because Lovecraft Country was more magic, fantasy, and science fiction, right, that's what, I mean, yeah, it was the race theme and all of that, but I'm talking about, like, where the, where the magic, like, Ruby and, and, um, what was, what was the chick, Christina, Christina was doing magic, she was, she was doing spells, like, they were doing spells, the book of magic, all of that, it was more on the magic side, right, them is not magic, them is dead-ass horror, it's dead-ass horror, and it's really good, it's, and it's about it's not really, it's it's about people keep saying it's about gentrification, it is but it's about a lot more than that it's about, so the thing starts, they talk about the great migration, so the family is leaving North Carolina to move to Compton to start a better life, they talk about the great migration you know, so you know that's where it sets in, so they get there and you know, they're the first black people in Compton because Compton started out white and all the white neighbors lose their mind and trying to harass about the house, that's the basic plot but that's not the entire plot and there's, and that's not the only plot it's about, it's, it, it covers everything, it's really what it's really about is white supremacy which is based in patriarchy because the black people in the show are not the only people who are being terrorized, and they're not the only people who are being, it just shows how that shit affects everybody, it affects black people, it affects white men, it affects white women, there's a whole, it's a, it's a, there's a whole lot going on, and if you're watching it, just talking about, oh, it's black, first of all, it's not even that violent at all, I have watched all kind of shit, if you've watched Son of Anarchy, if you've watched Breaking Bad, if you watch Game of Thrones, nothing in them is as graphic as any of that shit, this man in the LA Times wrote a whole goddamn review based off of a two minute scene that wasn't even depicted properly, there's a two minute scene in episode 5 of rape, this rape is not nearly as explicit as he claims, I have seen rape scenes in movies, rape scenes on FX, rape scenes on Showtime, I can, I've seen rape scenes in other movies, including, um, What's Love Got to Do With It, which was PG-13, I believe, maybe it was R, I don't know, rape scene in that movie, way more explicit, graphic, and disturbing than what was in them, so I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about, okay, number one, number two, the rape scene is not gratuitous, it serves a purpose, it, it show, it, there's a, I'm not trying to give it away, but there's a reason, first of all, all the performances in this are great, but the mother, I think her name is Dorinda Ayanide or something, she's just not, she's amazing, she ate that shit up, she is amazing, and you're trying, and you don't know, like, really what's going on with her, and there's a reason, and that incident is one of the reasons, there's other reasons too, but that incident is in context, it's not like they just showed this scene, number one, and number two, like, I don't, listen, white people are very fucking brutal, and very, I told y'all, my grandmother wouldn't even talk about what went on in South Carolina, she'd just be like, them white people was mean, white people, they lynched us, they killed us, they burnt, they did all these horrible, violent, 
things to us, and I don't understand why you motherfuckers think the story is only supposed to be told with the shit that makes you feel good, or the shit that makes you happy, hey, these motherfuckers was violent, this is the real shit, they, see, they love that, that, that Jordan Peele shit, you know, the little, oh, I would've, you know, that little, again, black content for white people, where they kinda get off the hook, and oh, well, we're, you know, ha ha, look at our little racism, but that ain't real, that's the fucking make you comfortable, you know, little ironical shit, this is the real shit, y'all motherfuckers was, was some, are, are some savage beasts, and throughout our whole history, and I don't understand why y'all have an issue with the, I personally think it's disrespectful, because we just have to watch it, our ancestors went through that shit, and if they could go through it, and, and endure it, and, and do everything they did so we could get to this, you can fucking watch it on the screen, and stop fucking being fucking dramatic, it's, it's black trauma, por- it's not, it's what happened, and I promise you, for whatever's on the screen, it was way worse than that, this is why they're telling you now, that oh, you were indentured servants, you weren't really slaves, slaves were happy, how did they do that, because they don't show that shit, that's how, so, I don't think that's a thing, I've never thought it was a thing, I've always thought it was stupid, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, black trauma porn, they lynched us, they beat us, they robbed us, you know, they did all these things to us, and them, actually, is not even really, it doesn't even really show that much, it, it, it's not, these people, these black people, they're, yeah, they're being assaulted, I mean, they're being terrorized with the white people, but they not really, they not punks, they not laying down, like, they hitting back, it's, it's very, it's remind me, it's, it's very, if you can, it's gonna be a weird connection, but imagine Mad Men, but with, like, horror, you know how Mad Men, like, it's, it, the whole purpose of Mad Men, the whole thing of Mad Men is to show how, like, sexist and misogynist and racist, um, average, like, just corporate America and America in general was back in the 60s, but the way they don't, they don't beat you over the head with it, they just show you, like, Joni got raped, you know what I mean, if you've watched Mad Men, you know what I'm saying, how, how they, t- how they do that, that's what them is doing, but with horror, like, they just show, hey, this is how it was, this is fucked, this is how it was, this is how fucked up it was, somebody could just come across the street, and call you a nigger, and it's really nothing nobody would do, that they could, you know, harass you, they could, they could try to, you know, make sure, make you leave your home, cause they feel like this is their block, like, they would just show it like that, it's very Mad Men, in that, it, and it shows, you know, same way Mad Men t- tackled racism, it tackled sexism, it tackled patriarchy, it tackled, you know, people who were born with money, people who weren't, Mad Men is, a, is an amazing series, so if you've watched Mad Men, you and you're familiar with it, them is very it, it's very much like that, that's how the story is going, it's not where they're like, oh, look at the racism, and oh, it's not like that, like there's a white woman character who's actually the antagonist, she's the one and, and that's another thing it shows, it shows how white women are often the ones that bring that white supremacy shit to you cause they ain't got no power themselves they get treated by shit by their husbands, they get treated by shit, abused and everything else by their fathers and so they take it out on black people, it shows that there's there's so many things that if you just get your head out your ass and watch the, watch the program you'll see that it's a lot to it, there's a sambo in there, where it's very interesting because I, I don't want to give it away, but the sambo is like you think the sambo is, is doing one thing but you find out later, so, so the sambo is like 
that the um, male character, like, he gets fed up, right, and he, just like everybody, yo, I'm gonna kill all these crackers, I'm gonna, and, and the Sambo is the one that's hyping him up, but he's doing it in a way, he's like, yeah, you know, look how they tear him, let me tell you, he, let me tell you how I lost my, and it, and it, it seems as if you get the impression as if this is this guy's alter ego, and this is like, yeah, you know, I can't really explain it, but when you when you realize what's really going on with the Sambo, you like, oh, yo, okay, so really, you put it like this, the Sambo is, is pushing this black guy to do things that we all probably want to do, go shoot that cracker, go beat that cracker's ass, but it'll end us up in jail, right, in, in 19, you know what I mean, that'll end us up in jail, and probably on death row, or lynched, or whatever, the Sambo is trying, but, but make you feel good, like you really want to go beat that motherfucker's ass, and don't get me wrong, homie do what he gotta do, right, he's a World War II vet, he not for the bullshit, he doing what he has to do, but the Sambo is trying to get him to do, you know, these things that y'all keep claiming y'all want to see a movie, we tired of y'all getting beat, fight back, so he's fighting back, but it's a twist to it, but anyway, you have to watch it, Anika Noni Rose is in it in this one episode that's very good, because you can't figure out the mom is the main character, and you don't really know what's going on with her, because there's, there's there's an evil spirit, and it's really good, it's a, it's, if you like American Horror Story and stuff like that, where like, it's twists and turns, and the bad guy keeps changing, and what's really going on, them is like that, yes, the underlying is, is racism, but that's not all there is to it, it's a lot more to it, and it's a lot of different offshoot stories, like I said, it's sexism, the lady that sold them the house, shows her story, why she's in that position, it's, it's, it's different things in it, it's being oversimplified, these people writing these think fucking pieces off of, about some bullshit, I read one today talking about black people getting chopped up, nobody gets chopped up, what the fuck you talking about, nobody gets chopped up in them, there's one scene where a dude is chopped, but it's a, I don't want to give it away, but it's, it's a, the lady is having like a breakdown, type situation, she don't know if this is real, this is not real, like a, like a Stephen King it type situation, it's one of those, it's not in the plot, that anybody gets chopped up, like the fuck are you talking, it's like, that's what I'm saying, y'all don't even be fucking y'all just be saying what the, y'all just be getting y'all little fucking talking points off, regardless of what the movie is actually about he's like, oh, they just, it's a, and you saw, they show a lady with a picture of the axe, so you saw this lady with this picture with the axe, and you assume people get chopped up, nobody gets chopped up <laughs> nobody getting chopped up um there is some brutality, but again, it's not that brutal, I've seen way more on FX, and this shit is all the way on Prime, it's really not that brutal, at all, um, if you've watched, if you've watched the Breaking Bad, it's, Game of Thrones is way worse, if you watch the Game of Thrones episode, Game of Thrones is way worse, them ain't got nothing on Game of Thrones, so there you go, um, it's very good, if you don't wanna watch it, don't watch it, but, yeah, I'm try- I keep saying American Horror Story, but there's something, it's also reminding me of Candyman, because Candyman is also about gentrification, if you realize, if you go back in the 90s, they was in the Cabrini Greens, they was not gonna, it's also about gentrification, and the spirit, the story behind the Candyman, it's very similar to what's going on in them, it's not, there's, there's a lot going on, there's a ghost, there's an evil, I won't say a ghost, there's an evil spirit in the house, and there's a story with that, and it's, and it's fucking with them, and it's a story with that, so, it's a lot of layers to it, it's very good, episode 5 is kind of like the turning point, up until you get to episode 5, you think it's about one thing, or you think it's about, you think you know what it's about, 
and you get to episode five and it and it totally flips and then you start it starts being about something else. So it's very good. It's very well done. All kind there's Hitchcock references in there. There's Stephen King. There's one whole episode that was totally giving me Stephen King. If you've seen Stephen King, if you've seen um oh, what was that? What was that? Um uh, it came on Hulu. Well, it's from a book. Um, the one, oh fuck, what's the name of that book where JFK wasn't assassinated? I would have to look it up. There's a Stephen King book where the premise is JFK wasn't assassinated and um, it changes the whole world. Well, they had a series based off that book. There's an episode in there that's a lot like Stephen King. There's a lot of episodes that give you Hitchcock. There's a few episodes that give you Tarantino if you know the way Tarrant, like, if you think of, like, um, Hateful Eight, you know how this camera will zoom to one person and zoom to the other person, there's some Tarantino in there, in other words, you can tell each direct, each episode, you can see who that person that directed that episode was influenced by, or what they was watching, and that, and I told y'all before, I love that type of shit, I love being able to see it, and be like, oh, that's in, that's from Hitchcock to Birds, or, you know, I love that, and there's a lot of those little moments in that scene, the soundtrack is really good, the soundtrack that they pick is really, really good, um, and the perform the little girl, that plays the little girl, she's so cute, that little girl's a cutie patootie, oh my gosh, she's so cute, she, she does a good job, the mom, everybody does a good job, but the mom, ate it, she ate it up, sis was not fucking around with them white people and I loved it um, it's what y'all claim y'all want and now you get it and it's trauma porn I don't understand you niggas um yeah, so again, if you're not into the horror genre if you don't like that type of stuff, don't watch it but if you liked American Horror Story any season you're gonna like this, it's very similar get into it like that, this is not some this is not some little quirky you know, um sci-fi-ish or us type of what is the twist thing, it's not, that's not really what it gives, it's, it, it's not giving that, it's giving supernatural antagonists these white people antagonists what, who's gonna win what the fuck is going on um, you know, it's, it's, it's like that, so I really enjoyed it, I thought it was good um, it's gonna be an anthology I hear, so they're gonna come back with something else, which is, which is cool um, I know y'all don't like Lena Waithe Lena Waithe executive produced it I don't know if she wrote it or not, but it's really good um, way better than whatever that other hair shit, that shit was ridiculous this one is, this is, this is really well done, so, if you wanna check it out watch it and see what you think alright, um, that's it, alright, I was right, it wasn't, it wasn't too long, it was about the round time, around the right time, a couple minutes over, um, so, yeah, that's it for this week, thanks for listening, thanks for asking, um, I'm on Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can find podcasts, that's what I'm gonna just say, um, you know, you wanna reach out to me, I'm KMGD on Twitter, I, I've been checking the email lately, it's nothing there, but thanks for asking, podcast at gmail.com, it's much easier to just hit me on Twitter, though, or, um, yeah, on Twitter, <laughs> basically, or Instagram, Genghis Kells on Instagram, some of y'all hit me over there, cool, um, yeah, but, you know, thanks for listening, see y'all next week, peace.